we are truly not even in the real estate business. We're in the relationship business. And just like in any relationship, you got to really think about three things. Who do you know? Who do you like? And who do you trust? Welcome to Surgeon Syndicate. If you're paying attention, you know that you only make money when you work. It might be great money, but it's dependent on you. The information on this podcast will help you solve that. We interview experts and provide analysis into financial freedom through commercial real estate. Why? To help physicians like you thrive. Let's dive in. All right. Welcome to the show today. Today's show is sponsored by Fortress Capital, a private equity company that I founded to help physicians build passive income through commercial real estate. Being a physician is a high stress job. Building passive income streams is key to not feeling trapped in that job, your financial fortress with Fortress Capital. Today, we would like to welcome to the show Trevor McGregor, a high-performance coach who works with a lot of physicians and specializes in real estate investing. So welcome to the show, Trevor. Well, thank you very much. Great to be here with you. All right. So Trevor, give us a little bit of background on you and what you do and how we got here. Well, thanks so much. And again, yes, my name is Coach Trevor McGregor. I'm a high performance, peak performance, master platinum coach that is really here to help people transform their lives. And I work with high performers. So a lot of doctors, a lot of attorneys, a lot of Fortune 500 executives who have already achieved a phenomenal level of success, but know that there's a gap between where they are and where they could be. So they typically bring me in to help them with things like their career, their finances, their health, their relationships, but they really, really often are looking for that second stream of income. They're oftentimes looking to see what can they do to create something through real estate. And because I'm also a high-level real estate investor, Mike, and I've been investing in real estate for, gosh, 20 years. I started in 2003, little properties, townhouses, duplexes, fourplexes, and I've since graduated to multifamily syndication, done self-storage, bought some farmland in Colorado, right through to investing in resorts in places like Costa Rica. So not only am I here to help people as a coach, but I'm really here to talk the talk and walk the walk in real estate as well. And it's my passion and it's absolutely what I love to do. In fact, I've done now over 35,000 coaching sessions and that's an actual statistic. So you might hear a little bit of raspiness in my voice, But if there's one thing I love to do, it's to get up and help people achieve their dreams. What do you think of that? I think that sounds great. Yeah, I will give a disclaimer here. I work with Trevor. That's why I brought him on the show because Trevor has made just transformational difference in my life in many different ways. As we've discussed on some of these other episodes that a lot of real estate investing is getting over some mental hurdles, especially as a doc, because it's a different mindset. So what are some of the mindset issues that you commonly see with docs? And I know you work with a bunch of docs, and we'll get into some of that later, that can both trip us up just in general, but also with trying to do something outside of being a doc. Well, it's such a great question, Mike. And again, I work with docs all over US, Canada, the UK, even Singapore and Hong Kong, where when you think about it, doctors were really people that wanted to get into a profession where they could make a lot of impact and a lot of income. But when you really look back at it, you know, as you went through college and university, and then you went into residency and you did your five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 12 years to become what you've become, you've often been told what to do. You've been told what textbooks to read, when to show up at class, when to show up at the hospital, when to be at the clinic. 
And so you literally get into what I call the law of conformity and the law of familiarity for two, three, five, 10, 20 years, or sometimes more, where to do anything new is just not easy for people. So especially doctors where they do maybe work in a hospital or a clinic or they're in surgery or something like that, where they get home and oftentimes it's Groundhog Day. They're exhausted. They've had a long day. We know where the medical system in the US is headed. It's not a pretty picture. And so they literally are trying to figure out what could they do to reinvent themselves, but they're really like the inside of the jar can't read the outside of the label. Well, that's where I come in to really take a look at what would we have to do to recondition the belief system, right? Because we've got this three pound mass between our ears called our brain that's predominantly there to keep us safe, to keep us on point, to make sure we don't do something stupid. How do we get that brain conditioned to step outside of your comfort zone and maybe take a look at investing in something like multifamily syndication or a strip mall or a clinic or something like that where you do it part-time? So I'm not talking about every doctor just abandoning their post and stepping into entrepreneurship, but what's preventing doctors out there from doing it a little bit at night or on the weekends? And that's really where we crack one foot in the door to start to hold it open to doing more so that then become medicine becomes optional. If you want to do it full-time, great. If you want to do it part-time, great. If you want to do it part-time and then at some point move to no time, well, I've got a lot of docs that have done that because I'm telling you, you know, we're not on this planet very long and I don't want you doing something that doesn't really light you up or fulfill what we'll call your six human needs in the way that maybe it did early in the early days of medicine. So does that land or resonate with you, Mike? That does. That I've talked for a little bit about the golden handcuffs where we work so hard to get where we're at. You finally get some success, you're making some money, but then maybe you're not sure that it's going to be all that, but you're afraid to change because you've worked so hard to get here and you have success and it's scary to possibly feel like you're letting go of the success. So you mentioned syndications and I always like to come back to this because when we first start looking at investing in real estate, there's lots of different things. And usually what people think of are, I'm going to buy a house or a duplex or a condo and rent it out, or maybe they've heard of Airbnb and are looking at short-term rentals. But I always like to hear other people's descriptions of a syndication, what the advantages of that are. So give me your best description of why syndications and what they are. Well, absolutely. And again, all of those other asset classes that you mentioned or I mentioned, they're all in play. I mean, I've got clients doing everything from buying historic buildings to buying parking lots and making money off parking lots. So there's tons of different ways to do it. But a syndication to me is when a group of like-minded people come together where somebody's got an absolute appetite for what market that was a great market to be in, what asset class, what the price per doors are, what the metrics are for migration or job starts or some of that stuff. And then they find an opportunity and then bring in passive investors to help pool their money to go into this so that they can literally create an absolutely beautiful property. Maybe they got to rehab it or renovate it or landscape it or kick out the maybe not so good tenants and bring in better tenants. And then over time, not only does that syndication produce more cash flow is we increase the value of the property such that when we go to sell that property, everybody gets to participate in the upside. And it's a tremendous way to take 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, a million, 
and oftentimes either double it or even achieve better results. And again, not all operators are created equal, but what I love about guys like you, and again, we've coached together for multiple contracts. We've met in person at real estate conferences. I love who you are and how you show up. You're here to not only do that for yourself, but to help other docs come in. Because I'm telling you, the secret to living is giving. And you're giving people information. You're giving people opportunity. And again, you're not putting a gun to their head. If they see the merit in a syndication, they can come in relatively part-time and write that check and then continue to get mailbox money regularly. Or if they choose not to come in now, maybe they'll come in a year from now or two years from now. So I'm always a belief that we're here to use something like a syndication to see who's ready to get on the field and play the game and who's still in the stands that needs a little bit more certainty, a little bit more clarity, or a little bit more confidence. But I'm telling you, Mike, multifamily syndication or syndication in real estate is alive and well. And that's how most millionaires that go on to become multimillionaires make their money. Doesn't mean that making money as a doctor and trading time for dollars is bad, but I'm telling you the world is sped up so fast that if docs don't have a second stream of income, they're really cheating themselves out of doing it sooner than later, because at some point you're not going to be on the tools as a doctor. You're not going to want to work full time. You're probably going to want to travel this beautiful blue planet and get out there and live chapter two of your life. So again, a syndication is a beautiful tool that doctors can use to come in, partner with somebody like you and literally ride off into the sunset together. Yeah. So it's a way, and that's where I started is you don't have to, it's a way where you can invest passively and see the rewards without having to deal with tenants, rent places, fix things. So all that responsibility is taken care of by somebody else. Now, when I talk to some docs and they're like, oh yeah, I've heard about those. And everybody's got a story of something bad that happened They heard, or a story they heard you know, with a syndication. And there's even stories in the news right now. There's a guy in Texas who lost 3,000 units or something because of the way he financed it. So when you talk to it and they're like, oh man, I don't know about that. I have no control over it, but they want to put their money in the stock market, which maybe it's the same control there. How do you get past that fear of jumping into something that's different than what you've known about and putting your money really into it? That's a great question. And I think most doctors and most professionals have always been told to or lied to by their broker to put their money in the stock market, right? Because it's tradition. Your parents probably did it. They made a little bit of money. They lost a little bit of money. But when we really look at it, and cryptocurrency is the same thing. I mean, there's lots of places for people to park their money these days. I think we look at the fact that real estate is exactly that. It's real estate, right? And if you look at it, people have been becoming wealthy for thousands and thousands of years, buying land or going to war over land, for God's sake. So when you think about a doctor saying, well, I could put my money into the stock market or I could put my money into crypto, those are still very volatile asset classes where on the real estate side, people need a place to live. People need a place to shop. People need a place to store their stuff. So at the end of the day, when we look at the short-term investments in the stock market or crypto, sure, you might hit a winner and you might really good run. But when we look at the performance year over year over year, I challenge anybody to show me that real estate has not outperformed consistently for at least me or for you that allows us to sleep very, very well at night, knowing that we've got a verified owner-operator 
who's vetted. They've done their research. We don't just invest with anybody. We don't invest in any market. And then obviously not all operators are created equal. So when you talk about things in the news where maybe there's an operator that has not performed well, that's truly not the norm. When you get a group of people together like yourself, like me, like some of the people in our inner circle that have been doing this for years, that have a track record, that have fully cycled through different asset classes, which really means that they've gone from buying it to fixing it up and renovating it to refinancing it and then selling it on the back end. And I'm telling you, success leaves clues. I mean, you and I would both have to be idiots at this stage, which we're not, to really think that this is risky or what if I lose my money or what if I invest with the wrong person? Because we've got so many things that we do in our due diligence that allows us to check boxes to ensure that we're only investing in the right projects, the right people at the right times for the right reasons. Does that all resonate with you? Yeah, and that's such a key, the right people. Really, when I started out and I thought I needed to know everything and I was trying to learn about all the little details that went into a multifamily syndication and all the moving parts and like, oh, how do I understand all this? And after a while, I realized it's any deal can go bad. Any deal can be great. And it really comes down, was the book say, the who, not how. A good operator is the one who, when things don't go according to plan, figures it out and takes care of their investors. And it's amazing how many times I've heard this recently, and it started sticking with me that Joe Fairless, who you worked with, and he tells this story of his first apartment syndication where he got in a little over his head. It went sideways, but he made sure he made his investors whole because that's who he was. And I was recently reading the book, What It Takes by Michael, oh shoot, the head of BlackRock, who started BlackRock. And he talked about some of their deals and even with some of the banks they worked with when things didn't go well, but they were doing well, but the bank was going to take a hit, they made the bank whole. And yep. other people were like, that's crazy. These are big banks. And he's like, no, these are people we work with and we want everybody to be there to succeed with us in the future. And I was blown away by that. And hey, we're, this isn't our whole thing here, so we can make them whole and keep everybody doing well. And so I think that's a big thing in finding out who the people are. And I was surprised how easy it is to talk to syndicators, if not the head person, the investment relations people, and lots of different yep. people. They love to talk to investors and answer your questions. And the good ones like to talk to people. If they don't want to talk to you, that's a red flag. That's it. You just opened up so many delicious loops for me as a coach, Michael. So thank <laughs> you. But yeah, the first thing I would say to that is we are truly not even in the real estate business. We're in the relationship business right? And just like in any relationship, you got to really think about three things. Who do you know? Who do you like? And who do you trust? Right? And you can't really like or trust someone until you get to know them. So once you get to know them, and if you see that they're doing the right things in the right order at the time for the right reasons, kind of like Joe Fairless, where sure he had a hiccup on his first apartment building, but literally this is a guy from Cincinnati, originally from Texas, moved to New York, was in the advertising executive business, then moved to Cincinnati where he bought his first apartment. And even though that didn't go well, you know what? I've been coaching Joe for over a decade now. I started coaching him back in 2013 and he went from owning no real estate, Mike, to now having $2.7 billion 
in assets under management, right? Think about that. I said billion. So again, does everybody want to amass that much in their portfolio? Probably not. But what's preventing you or me or the doctor that's listening to this or the business owner or the entrepreneur to really follow in the footsteps of working with guys like Joe or Trevor or Mike or one of your mentors, Osh? Because I'm telling you, there's a ton of expertise out there where Joe didn't fail. He got feedback. And that's that old quote from Think and Grow Rich, that there is no failure. There's only feedback. And it's almost as if Joe found a way not to do apartments that was really a gift that allowed him to then do a successful deal and then another and then another and another and another and another and another. And I've lost track at this stage how many deals we've done and how many deals we've cycled through. But the returns have been exceptional for a lot of the doctors, the attorneys, the business owners, the moms, the pops, the referrals that Joe has had. I mean, Literally, this all started when Joe started really the same thing you're doing, sharing these opportunities through his podcast. And then his podcast turned into books. And then the books turned into conferences because I'm a really of the belief that we're all here to live by the number one rule of the universe, which is the law of expansion. The law of expansion. How can we give doctors more life, more love, more freedom, more travel, more money? to go out there and live your best life. And I certainly do that. You do it. Joe Fairless does it. And there's a ton of other people out there that really, really, really do it through this beautiful thing called real estate. Because like I said, it's one of the six human needs. We all need a place to live. We all need food, shelter, clothing, water, but we also need variety. And that's need number two, where maybe you want to invest in Florida. Maybe you want to invest in Texas. Maybe you want to invest in the Carolinas. I invest in all of those markets and more. Maybe you're doing this for significance. Maybe you want to tell your golf buddies at the course on Saturday that not only are you a doctor, but now you're a real estate investor and you've got a portfolio that you're starting to build on a passive level, right? So we've got the certainty real estate provides, the variety real estate provides, the significance real estate provides, but there's three more needs that we're all trying to meet because need number four is the need for connection. If you don't have community, Mike, or you don't have a tribe of people, you're really going to feel left out. And maybe you get that from the hospital or the clinic or the other doctors and nurses you work with. But what if there was a second tribe that you could tap into, kind of like what Dr. McManus is here doing, because I'm telling you, a high tide lifts all boats. The fifth human need is a big one for me, and that is growth. Because we're like plants, Mike. If we're not growing ultimately what's happening to us. We're dying and we don't want to die. We don't even want to survive. Guys like you and I and Joe, we want to thrive. And real estate allows us to grow, not just our income and our portfolio, but we get to meet awesome people along the way. And that leads us to the sixth and final sixth human need, which is contribution. Contribution. We got to get out of bed every day and ask ourselves, how are we contributing to becoming better ourselves? bettering our spouse, our children, our community, our real estate, our investors, because I'm telling you this, and I'll let you reflect on all of it, that real estate, for anyone that's listening to this, can give them certainty, variety, significance, connection, growth, and contribution. And once you start achieving those at higher levels, you just start to feel a lot higher in terms of fulfillment. That is how we want to feel, right? And I'm telling you, I see a ton of doctors that do medicine, 
that get into real estate either actively or passively, more passively part-time that allow them to meet their six human needs and get those higher levels of fulfillment. So I know that's a fire hose, big guy, but let me throw it over to you. What do you think of all of that? And does that land with you? Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Some of the connection things and the other that when I first started investing in syndication, I just used an online platform and was dabbling around a little bit there, but then learning from some of those and looking for other opportunities and then started attending some events where they were either hosted by a syndicator or some of these conferences and you start meeting people and it does, it becomes another layer of connection and a cool world of some people outside of your world where you're not having those same old doctor conversations all the time that goes back to work. And that so was good. so uh, good. It was a really cool thing. And some people who get really excited about what they're doing with their real estate because they like to see how the impact that it has on the world. They like the communities, the apartment communities, because they know that it's a, a great place to live at a fair value. They like providing workspace. One of my mentors, Ash Patel, who you've worked with, and and he and his partners bought a co-working space. And they do these cool things now where they have meetings or social events at the co-working space that wasn't there before they owned it. And all the people come to these now and they meet the other people in these little offices all around them that they didn't know before and find out what they do. And they start supporting each other and utilizing each other. And I met some of them at one of these socials that he had a social for his peer group, but invited all the people from the co-working space and they showed up and it was really cool. Like all these new connections were made and even some business deals were done out of that. So that's always a fun thing to see some of the added connections that come out of it. There's just no question. And I love, and I'm going to stack on that because I think that's what society's missing, especially coming out of the back end of the pandemic the lockdowns, all of the craziness that was where people literally lost that ability to meet new people or go out or find new friends. And it's almost like real estate is one of those things where not only are you able to meet other like-minded people, including other doctors, because there's tons of doctors that do invest in real estate, but you get to meet entrepreneurs, business owners, franchise owners, right? Tech people. There's so much diversity out there that I got to ask the listener, what are you doing to grow your network? Because as we know, your network really does become your net worth. And if you're not hanging out with other people that are defiantly committed to raising the bar, you're probably missing out. And you talk about guys like yourself or myself or Joe Fairless or Ash Patel and in transparency, I'm all of those people's coaches and I love working with them. They're really heart-centered people. They're really people that use some of that to give back and to tithe and to create good in the world, right? So at the end of the day, this isn't about profit. This is about collaborating on an opportunity where we go out there and we identify what we want to buy, when we want to buy it, how much we want to pay for it, what the renovation costs are, what the cash flow is. And as we give that money back to the investors, we also, in most instances, have some sort of charity or philanthropic endeavor as well to really not just share the money with the investors, but to make the world a better place. And I think that that type of collaboration is something we're going to see more and more and more of as we get further down the fairway with all of the deals we're doing. What do you think of that? 
Yeah, it's a cool thing I noticed in myself because as a doc and you see the world changing and reimbursement going down and stress levels going up and you get stuck in this cycle like, mm, I need to save for retirement because I don't know how much longer I can do this. And once you start seeing the alternative cash flow come in, it can change your whole perspective because now that viewpoint of abundance starts to change from the viewpoint of scarcity. And you're like, well, I've got money coming in and now I know how to do a better deal. And I know more people who are doing great deals. And so I'm not really worried about not having enough money. And so when I see opportunities to contribute, I can. And that's a really cool thing. That's beautiful, Mike, because that speaks to the law of expansion. Because the listener is either listening to this going, you know what, I want more life, more love, more abundance, more possibility, or they're in what we call contraction, which is, well, I should be lucky that I have a job and I should be lucky that I'm a doctor and I get paid pretty well, right? It's not as much as I'd like to make, but it's pretty good. And they end up settling because of the law of familiarity. It's what they know and what they've done for a long time. Well, I'm telling you this, that the real movers and the shakers that know that life can be lived at a higher level are people that create another stream of income. In fact, if you look at most millionaires or multimillionaires, they don't just rely on one income stream. They go out there and they find a second one or a third one. So if you invest in a strip mall, you invest a department complex, you invest in self-storage, I'm telling you, you can create all of these mini tributaries of income that every month or every quarter or every year, they add up tremendously, not to mention that you get tax breaks as well, where anybody that wants to learn more could have a conversation with Mike directly. But the government incentivizes us as investors to invest in properties and invest in opportunities so that the government doesn't have to house everybody in America. Because could you imagine what kind of a disaster that would be if the government was in charge of all of the living quarters for every American? So we get tax incentives that allow us to write off a lot of the profit on paper So we get a loss that we're able to put against our income. And again, I'm not an attorney and I'm not a tax accountant, but for people that really want to keep more of what they make, now would be a really good time to have a conversation with somebody like Mike to talk about what that looks like for them. What do you think of that, Mike? That's great. And I think that's something we should dig into a little bit more here. Looking at our timeline here, I think what we'll do is We're going to turn this into a couple different episodes here. So we're going to wrap up here with Trevor today and we'll have him on another show. So we look forward to having you there again and please leave a review. Those help us know what you want to hear and what you don't want to hear. This has been an episode of Surgeon Syndicate. If you got value from this episode, you know other surgeons are hungry to become job optional and you can help them by sharing this content today. I'd also love to serve you better, so I wanted to offer you two things. Number one, I'll be able to give you the content in an even better way if you take a moment and leave an honest written review of the show explaining what you like and what you don't. And number two, if you are a surgeon and serious about this, you don't want to do this on your own because you don't want to make mistakes with your money. I'd be happy to help you. Schedule a call and we can make a plan. Looking forward to having you with me on the next episode.